and then this one. Okay. We ready. We ready. Where's that even from? You gotta say, whenever I'm done saying we ready, you gotta go, we ready, we ready. 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 Before. I don't know how to start this. Okay. This is the first. This is the first episode. This a little fifty. Feet are kind of sweaty. Honestly, a lot more is sweaty. <laughs> it's um. It's almost like a book. You just kind of go for it. You just kind of go for Do it. Do the first words really matter of a book? Yes. No. It sets the stage. Tell me one book you remember the first words to. Sets the tone, bro. Twilight. First book. Go. I never thought I'd exactly. Get... Oh, we really you know it? <laughs> go. But you're a freak, though. You're a freak. <laughs> Moving on. You quote, like, episodes of Oprah, you know? Like, the, the random <laughs> stuff. That's just too much. That's too crazy. But you know no. why? Because mm. I have almost, like, OCD when it comes to movies, shows, and stuff. All right. So if I see something and I like it, I'm going to go on YouTube and watch it a few times. A few times? But, actually, that's not that's not that accurate. I can remember quotes from a movie after watching it one time just one time mm-hmm. i'll even ask you you'd be it's, like it's a special talent that i have yeah yeah i don't know it just every time i, go, I when i whenever i go to like barnes noble mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't pick up the book i'm just like what does the first sentence of this book say it's all about the cover it's not well we yeah it's about the cover it is the cover it's like i will judge a book i, I don't read books <laughs> You judge books by the by the cover. I didn't mean to sound that like for that to sound so cliche, but I don't even read no, books. It is a cliche though. That's I why know. they do it. But I'm just saying, like a legit judge a book by its cover. But I don't read books, mm-hmm. so when I pick up a book, all I think is like this is solid structure. Like if yeah. it's a hardback copy, yeah, those just like aesthetically feel better in my hand. I'll rub it to see if it has that <laughs> texture. I'll look yeah. if there's a picture of the author. Usually a dude in a suit, and then right. put it down. Or or uh, or like that book, the the Giving Tree. You ever see that book? No. It's about a it's about a tree. I don't want to. I don't want to. No, I feel like you. It. I no. I feel like you've told me about it before. Yeah. The Giving Tree. You told me the story, and yeah, then I right cried. Right now, the story doesn't matter. All it that d- matters is matter. hardback copy, and you look at the picture of the author, and you're like, whoa, like this dude looks like a mixture of all nationalities ever. Really? Ever. Like every nationality. Just a mixture of all of them. British? All 172 of them. British? I, I, there's Mexican? probably more than that. Yeah, there's way more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, And I don't even read books. I'll go to like Barnes & Noble. And uh, the, the first place I'll go is to look at what kind of games there are. I can't believe you're that guy. Yeah. You're that guy that goes to Barnes & Noble to read. To, do you, you say you don't read. I don't read. So you go look at the games. I'll look at the cool notebook designs. The ones that look like, like if you open it, it'll have a treasure map in it. Wow. And then I'll, I'll say, this is a cool notebook, then put it back and then leave to the sports section. See, my 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 Barnes & Noble ritual, I'll go after like a long day of like shopping, window yeah. shopping. Because, <laughs> you know, times be tough. <laughs> I'll go straight. Hold on. Wait a second. What? You sit in the aisles and read, huh? Yes. On the floor? 
So this is what I do. I go straight to the coffee, you know? Yeah. Get myself. Usually I get something that I never get anywhere else. Okay. Okay. At Starbucks. I'll get something super chocolatey. Okay. With with coffee. Cold. All right. Blended. Blended. Yes. I don't like hot coffee in Barnes and Nobles. I can't tell you why, but it feels wrong. <laughs> It does, it does, it feels wrong. There's no rhyme or reason. Then I go to I go to the sci-fi aisle. Okay. Pick a book by based on its cover. Or I'll look at the recommendation. The the, the recommendation with? Yeah. Sit with my legs spread out like towards in, like in front of me. And I drink my cold coffee, chocolatey coffee, and read. It's just uncomfortable. It's not uncomfortable. I wear it's my I wear my leggings, a big, like loose shirt, tennis shoes. Hold on, hold on. You 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 have Barnes and Noble attire. I have Barnes and Noble attire. Like, do not. I, I don't want to see you at Barnes and Noble with jeans on. I'm do, just saying. Do you wear a fanny pack too? No, I've never owned a fanny pack. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted one. Never had so, one before. For me, okay, so. Fred, you want to go to Barnes and Noble? For some reason, I always want to go. I don't read, but it's just something about like there's just books. The vibes. Do, do you, you like think the vibes? Like embedded into our brains about the books. I think so. But Barnes and Noble, it's, it's never, it's never. You know what Barnes and Noble does? It gives you the feeling that Christmas gives you. That like Dude. nostalgic feeling, you know? Yes. Even though it's like, why? It's just books, and they're uh, expensive. I will stay there because Barnes and Noble's. Um, Air conditioning, mm-hmm. it's like, it's never, it's, it's never run by a dude. It's never. I always okay. get, end up getting sweaty in Barnes & Noble, even in the winter. I've never, that's never happened to me. I will stay I there until the, the belt line and my pants, like the underbelly sweat, like comes along. Right. And then I'll get out of there. That's usually, honestly, how I gauge. <laughs> that's your, that's your cue. Cue to okay. leave. It's time cue to go. Cue to leave. I'll give it a little, like, this is the, right here, this is the underbelly. Like that. (laughs) You know where that happens, though? You know, okay, that happens, this happens at birthday parties. Birthday parties. Okay, and it's given, if it's at, like, Chuck E. Cheese or something. Does it matter the time of year? Okay, so it's it's specifically birthday parties at houses. Mm Mm-hmm. And me being Latino, I don't know if it's a Latino thing. I don't have any experience being another ethnicity because, you know, life. And Mm -hmm. so Latino thing is, for whatever reason, all your little cousins, every single cousin, their birthday is from maybe the end of May to the beginning of September. All cousins that you have. And it's a house party. This is true. I can attest to that. Have you ever been to a Latino um, cousin's birthday party in the winter? No. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Never. It's a glitch in the matrix. I don't think... Okay, so I have a lot of cousins that their birthdays are in the spring. Um, But a lot of them are in... Like my cousin Lily, she just had a birthday on the 18th. Yeah, see? Her son, his birthday was the beginning of July. Dude. They had a Harry Potter birthday party. Or more fertile in the fall. That's what it is. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Hey, so, so, that's snuggle weather okay, right there. So, so, okay, so no one wants to go to this party. 
It's snuggle weather. You know how how Latinos are about their romance. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So no one wants to go to these these birthday parties. Yeah. It's just a given. I don't care. You're usually... I mean, I've been been married twice. So every (laughs) every single... I'm not trying to laugh at you, but every time you say that, I get a little chuckle. I mean, I'm, I'm... I'm trying to emulate Ross. That's my trying goal. Trying to do the Ross, I the Ross vibes. I aspire to be Ross. I respect that. Okay. And, and, <laughs> I respect it. And uh, so, so nobody, wants, nobody, nobody wants to go. On the way there, you stop at Target to get the birthday present. You get a gift receipt with the same day, date on it. I've actually, I don't think I've ever, huh, maybe a, a handful of times. But you also get dressed to go to Barnes & Noble, so you're an anomaly <laughs> of human beings. <laughs> I'm just built different. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you get the present before you go. You're talking about how long I don't want to stay that long or whatever. It's the middle of the summer and it doesn't matter, you know, wh- whatever. You're going to get moist because even if you sit inside and there's AC, everybody's in and out. Those kids, you know, how many times you go to a Latino birthday party and you're like, close the sliding door. How <laughs> many times? Time. The flies are going to get flies. in. Las the, moscas. Las moscas. Oh my gosh. Las so you, moscas, mija, las moscas. So, so as, as, a, as a dude, you walk in, all right, and you're just like, you're like where am I going to plant myself for, for two and a half hours? That's crazy that you go to a party for only two and a half hours. No, you, that's, how, that's wishful thinking. Okay, so you're okay. planning the two and a half, that, that's a plan. You're a man with a plan, but it never goes that way. No, you're, well, yes. Okay. Because you don't want to be the first person to leave. But you know who my favorite person in the party is? The first person. The first leave. person to leave because it's just like, let's go, let's get out of here. It gives you, it makes you not look like a jerk for S- leaving. Side note: mm. If you're over fourteen, mm-hmm. and you make people watch you open up presents, stop. Have you ever seen like a twenty-three-year-old at a birthday party open up presents? Honestly, I, 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 uh, I frown upon the the. The um, the practice of opening presents in front of people. It's ridiculous. I think it's the cringiest thing ever. Oh, did you say cringiest? I thought like the kids saying that now. It's the cringiest. It's so cringy. No. Yeah. It's been, it's been a thing. Like okay. Secondhand cringe. Have you ever has, have you ever seen someone do something cringy and you get secondhand? You're like, oh. Oh yeah. I yeah. hate that. Especially that's the like worst when they feeling. like they hurt themselves. Yeah. I think that's the same feeling. Ooh, but so, anyways, so, no, it's it's cringy. If you're over that age, like little kids, it's part of the party. You're making them feel good because little kids like that attention. Ugh. But once you're a little bit older, it's like all of them stink, though. All of, they're running around. The little chubby ones, their 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 collars all stretched out, and they got the dirt necklace. The dirt it's all necklace. fuzzy. Yeah, it's like how is it fuzzy? What around here is fuzzy? And how? <laughs> and then they come up to like. Can I have something to drink? <sighs> Always the chubby one. He's like, no, Chancho. Oh, have you? You know, just like, no. Like, why can't I have more chips? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, when are we eating cake? Always, right? When are they going to cut the cake, Mom? I want cake. <laughs> so, as a, as, a, as, a, so as a dude, you walk in, like, where am I going to plant myself? All right? And there's two places you're going to go. You're either going to find a place sitting down inside the house, or you're going to go to the barbecue pit. There, there's an asterisk next to that. You could go, actually, you go to the barbecue pit or inside, and then you do make a trip to the jump house 
It's like, uh, hey, what's going on here? Can't sit in one spot the whole time. So you go to the jump house. You stand in a line, like King of the Hill style. Mm-hmm. And you look at them. There's like four dudes. There's always a dude with hat and sunglasses that's a little too serious, you know? Acts very military, but works at, like, Verizon. And... <laughs> <laughs> And you just first of all, <laughs> you just go. That was so accurate. <laughs> and then you just go. You just like drinking a, a, a Coca Cola Classic, and you just look at the jump house, and you're just like, "Which one's yours?" You know. Like <laughs> <laughs> and then you go back because the food's ready. The food's never good. The the rice is always bland. We we the as generations go you. down, the, the nutrients and seasonings go down, and and the rice is always bland. No one knows how to barbecue chicken anymore. At all. Side note. All right. Here, here's a tip. If you came along for this journey and you're like, let's check out this, this thing that they got going on. If you want a barbecue chicken breast, you got to flatten that baby out. And I love it. So, so you get it and you get a paper towel and you just give a little pat. So you don't slice it. No, you don't slice you it. You leave it whole. You leave that. You, if you slice it, throw it away. It's garbage. Oh. oh. So, you, so you pat it dry with the, I don't know why I'm doing the masa. But you pat it dry with a paper towel, and it gets a little sticky. You got to take the paper towel off, and then you smash it. However you have, I with use like my palm mallet. sometimes. Mallet, mallet, meat tenderizer, whatever, and you get that thing the same thickness all the way around. And then you barbecue it for a minute and a half on each side on high heat. Flip it high heat, and then you wrap it right away. Let that sit for ten minutes. Good to go. That's how you barbecue a <laughs> chicken breast. That's my mama's. Uh... That's how she does it. I love you, Rosa. And also, <laughs> confess your love to her. <laughs> um, by the way, Rosa. <laughs> by the way, Rosa. I just want you to know. Mi corazón. Mi corazón. <laughs> me, hey. me gustos tu, tu, hold on. No. Tu ojos. No, no, no. No, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. Okay, um, okay, no, but actually, so... I really, truly believe you've only ever gone to whitewashed Mexican parties. No. Yes. No no way. There is. Yes way. Because all the all the parties I've gone to, at least my family's parties, the food is delicious. Always. Always. Maybe. I believe that. Um, There's sometimes and I'm not going to name any names. I'll tell you after. There's (laughs) one. There's one. I'll put them on blast. No. Name drop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Come on. Name drop. Drop top. Um, <laughs> I know that's not the song, but uh, there's never enough food. Okay. At this one family member's birthdays or parties. They never have enough food. So I yeah. always leave hungry. There's nothing worse than leaving a party hungry. That's the whole point. You go to the party to be fed for free. Do they have napkins, though? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I know who it's not. Your sister. <laughs> yeah. My sister never has any napkins anywhere. Buy some napkins. <laughs> you know what's the she worst? She doesn't when like you go- to because no. there are boys that always waste them. Whatever. Whenever it's the worst, this has nothing to do with Ruth. But then whenever you go to the whenever you go to one of these parties, and you know, gotta, you don't go doo doo at these parties at all because usually the the bathroom's like right there next to the kitchen, and but you, you got to go bathroom right, and you wash like you go pee. You know, make sure you don't leave a mess. The bathroom's immaculate, spotless. Like, you know, they just cleaned it the morning of. And there was like maybe a little argument. Like, I thought I told you to take out the trash. I thought I told you to take out the trash. I'm over here cleaning. I got to cook. The, the cake's not done yet. And, and you can't even take out the trash. 
like they, like there's probably a little argument. It's a little intense. Mm-hmm. So the the that moment where the first guest comes in, they're like, "Hey, how you doing?" Ten, ten no, thirty seconds before is one of these, like. He's like, you know, just tell me what to do. But the bathroom's spotless because the mom's cleaning it. The wife's cleaning it, obviously. Or the husband. Or the husband yeah. clean it, cleans it, and then the wife just does it again because he can't do it right. You know what I'm saying? I ask you to do one thing. And you, so that's, that's that. And then when you go to wash your hands, and it smells like cinnamon and stuff, you go to wash your hands. <laughs> you know, Cinnamon. It's a, it's a brand new um, soap thing, soap dispenser. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really Latino, like my family, it's usually like it looks like it got to the bottom and then they filled it up with water and shook it. That's how you, that's how you do it. If you're not Latino. Talsedzi. Yes. That's how you use every last drop. Like yeah. Hercules. Yeah. Well, he didn't drink every last drop. No. He okay. So but back to the point. He's not la- Latino, though. Hercules? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? I'm sure. The whole reason I went down this road is because people don't have towels to dry their hands. After you go to the bathroom. He's talking about you, Ruth. No, no. It's not just you. (laughs) He's he's talking about Ruth, my sister. So you go to the bathroom, and then you go get your dry chicken and your bland rice, and you only eat half of it because it's caca, and you get up and you get stuck in a conversation, and the conversation lasts for like an hour, and you're sitting there with a plate full of food, looking for the garbage can. You never know what to tell them. Half full. Half full. Because you wanted to be nice and, and try. And then you fold it so they don't see you didn't eat all of it. And yeah. then you put it in the trash and you stuff it down so it just mixes with everything. But no one knows where the trash can is at yeah. all. I, I need to know the names of all the people that you've been to their house with bland food and all that stuff. I think you've just been to a bunch of whitewashed Most Bay Area Latinos. So I don't know. Yeah. For, with both wives? Yeah, well, my first wife was was white. Yeah, she is white. She's still yeah. alive. Hi, if you're watching this, she's, I'm pretty sure she's like, "Oh, look at his face. Click it off." Not yeah, gonna, probably not gonna probably. watch it. Um, okay, so first wife is white, and second wife is like half white, half Mexican, half okay. like really Mexican. Her dad is uh, from Mexico. So her dad was very Mexican. First generation. But he, okay. he, the dude, the dude, it looks like Derek Jeter. He has Ooh. like the jaw, like he has like seven jaw bones. Who is that? His, his, her dad. No, 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 no. Who's Derek Jeter? Who's Derek Jeter? I, I don't know. You know this. I'm not good with names. He just had a Sandlot moment. Like, I feel like the catcher right now. Just tell me who it is. You're killing me, Smalls. Just tell me who it is. He's like the greatest shortstop to ever play baseball. Oh, you okay? You've showed this to me. I I don't. I love. I. It, he's a baseball player. Yeah. I love baseball. The Yankees. But I was I'm, on the Yankees. You know what? He still is on the Yankees. I know. For life. For life. He's a for lifer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, so he's like a handsome dude. Derek Jeter is yes. I'm and talking then, about uh, the X, dad. X number two is yeah. yeah Stud Muffin, great Stud A. Stud Muffin plays racquetball. Yeah. You know, he was a delivery driver, so his calves were like, Cook that! you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so then you get stuck in the conversations about that, about, um, work. Mm-hmm. That, that's, the, that's what the conversation is. That's the depth of your conversations. And then at the party and you just start talking about jobs. And then that one guy that I was talking about with the jump house with the sunglasses and the hat mm-hmm. always tries to make his like job sound a little more important than it is. Yeah. And being that, oh, that, that one in this scenario works at Verizon, you know? But yeah. but you start talking about jobs and reflecting, and 
I don't really like talking about my jobs because they're kind of unique stories. What about he's like an associate, right, at Verizon, but for some reason he's the tech guy. He's a he tech knows, guy. He knows everything about technology. Or, or I don't know. Just, That's how it just, makes it more just interesting. just makes it a little more important. Yeah. But my stories are a little bit different, and I've had like 92 jobs. I think we counted them one time. It was like 16. No. Yes. It was 19. No, not 19. It was 19. What? We will We will do a live recount if you'd like. Okay. There Only if the background for every job, there's a ding. Like, ding. It'll be a... Some kind of. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I just have stories on stories on stories. I mean, I worked at UPS. I worked at... I sold shoes. That was amazing. But... One of my favorite jobs, okay, that I actually got fired from. This is my favorite job. The only job. The only job that I've gotten from. fired from. That that they said okay, you're fired. I'm not like trying to be. I'm I'm not trying to be any kind of way with you right now. Okay. That is surprising to me. Why? That that's the only job you've ever been fired for. Wait, is that an insult? No, it's not. <laughs> it's just it's just shocking. That I've been fired, or I've only been fired once. That you've only been. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, I swear. <laughs> well, like 16, that was it. It's like, hold on, it's like, I can't believe you've only been fired once. I'm trying not to be mean, but you know, I no, swear. No, I'm not saying, it's not like a, it's not like I'm trying to roast you right now. It's okay. It's just, it's just it. based on what I know about this job. I'm surprised oh, it's the only I job. Like so, okay, so you know this job. I mean? Okay, just say it. This, this job. <laughs> I worked at Schmel Schmargo. Right. All right. And I, I, I don't know if I could say the name. I'm about to say some stuff. So I worked at Schmel I worked at a bank at Schmel Schmargo. And, <laughs> and it was epic. I worked there for, for maybe a year. And you got to wear suits, which I don't understand. Other than the, the private banker or the, the mortgage um, sales associate or whatever the heck they're called, no one has a degree. So everyone at, at this bank or a bank is wearing uh, a suit which doesn't match anything like to their intellect. They're wearing a lie, honestly. It's only for, for just a show. You wake like, up every morning like, and you hey, choose lies. You see the suit? You see the suit that I'm wearing? This means I can handle your money wrong. Because half the time I was just trying to reverse overdraft fees, which that's how banks make their money. Crazy. Overdraft fees are crazy. And people will come in and be like, I need to pay rent next month. I don't know what accent this is, but she's obviously very cold. And I don't have any money. And, and you know what you sound like? Who? An animated goat. <laughs> <laughs> so the animated goat needs to pay rent next month. Yeah. And you're just like, cool, how many overdraft fees do you have? They'll have like seven, $35 each. Ouch. So what is that? Uh, two hundred and forty-five dollars. Wow! You want some fast math for you? For nothing. For, for, for nothing. Like you get nothing. So I worked at the bank, and training was pretty crazy. Like I went when I went for my interview. They needed a Spanish-speaking associate. You know, they gauge it a one through three of how well you speak Spanish. I put a two, which one I figured is no Spanish. Two is a little bit, and three is like the you know. And the machine gun? Yeah, just straight up, like, whoa, what's going on? And so I'm sitting down in the lobby, and this dude comes out, and his name's, his name's Cleto. Cleto. That's mm. short for something. No. Why? It, it's, not a, it's not a why, it's just 
it's just not short for anything. So it's not so short for anything. Baby's born, <laughs> and the doctor's like, "What do you want to name your baby, lady?" And she said, "Cleto." Cleto. That reminds me of like cleft lip. That's what. <laughs> that's what that reminds me. Of. It literally does not mean anything it unless sounds- unless there is a part of Mexican culture that I don't know. It sounds like it'd be Which the Spanish word for possible. Pluto. No. In my brain. In your brain, but that's not correct. So this dude named Pluto comes up to me <laughs> and he goes in Spanish and in retrospect, like in hindsight or whatever, little did I know this was the test to see if I spoke Spanish. No, say what you thought his name was with your whitewashed brain. Oh, like, okay, so like, you said Cleto. Cleto. No, I, That's no. That's what you said. You no. said, I thought his name was pronounced Cleto. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. So he comes up to me and he's just like, here's a test. Little did I know that this was a test to see if I could speak Spanish because I needed a Spanish speaking breaker. And I was just like, I need a job. So I go over there and he goes, like, te puedo ayudar? You know, all I heard was ayudar. And I know from Spanish and uh, sophomore year. And your excellent deducing skills. Yes. I knew that ayudar meant help. So um, I just took a shot in the dark and just said no. And Did said, you at least say no, thank you? No, I just said no. His name was Cleto. What does that have to do with Deserve no respect. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. So he goes back to the desk. I go up to the, for this interview, and my boss has, like, what I call a resting De Niro face. So he was just, you know... <laughs> Just just frown and a squint, you know, and you never know what, exp- like, if he's mad, happy, it's just straight up just resting De Niro face. You know what's weird? No. I picture his exact face in my mind, and I hope you never find any picture of him or anything, because I want that image to stay in my mind of right. what he looks like. He's actually, he, so we all got fired. Um, a lot of us Even did. he did. Even he did. It was huh. crazy, and I can't. I don't know if I can say legally. I cannot say that. Oh my gosh! On recording, you're dumb. <laughs> Ask me in the comments, eh? Ask me in the comments. I have no idea why I said it like that, but he's a. He's you a, went. You went. He from, climbs rocks. You went from Freddy to Paco. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, he's a rock climber. So if you say that, if you switch those words, this sounds so childish. What? I climb rocks. I climb rocks. Yeah, or I'm a rock climber. That's. I'm a rock climber, manly, or I climb rocks. It's the same thing, right? No, it's not. It's different. So it's he hires different. me. It's the I same, go, but not. I go to I go to four weeks of training. I don't know what I'm pointing at, and I come back. Training was epic. Got paid. There was like food around. It was downtown Bay Area. It was amazing. And I go, and they're sending all these Spanish speaking customers to me. And I'm just sitting there, whoa. If, if I wish there was documentation, like video documentation of the conversations at my desk. It was a lot of sweaty crevices on me because I was just so nervous. These people don't speak English. Um, How did you even get by with a, of anything further than a hi? Do you, you know a little bit of Spanish, don't you? A little bit. I, I mean, like, I know that tarjeta like, means card. No, tarjeta. 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 I feel like you know more than what Not you're willing to say 
because you don't want that kind of commitment of like I know Spanish. <laughs> you don't want it. It's too much. That's it's a too whole, much. That's legit. A it's whole other language. Like you have double information for another language. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. That's like I get anxiety picking out what kind of toilet paper I want to get. You know what I'm saying? Like variety to me. Said language, no one ever. More language is variety. Right. So I'm I. I go. This isn't me picking out. You look paper. so stressed out right I'm now. I'm stressed out because you go and you're just like, "There's a package of six. There's a package of nine. But this package of six is really twelve. But the package of nine is really eighteen. And then there's a package of thirty-six. But it doesn't say it equals anything. So it must just be thirty-six. And then you go to the small rolls. And then there's two ply. And then there's three ply. And you just, I just, I just want to wipe my butt. I don't need variety for my butt. You know what? You know why it's so easy for me. Why? I go for cheap and fluffy. But even the cheap one. Then you got to do the math. No, because as a mother, I know which one has like fallout that'll stay on my on my kids' butt cheeks. I just need and my which fingers one not, not to go through it when I wipe. Right. But as a 33-year-old man, yes. you should know which one does no. and which one does not. Have you ever had so much anxiety? Get Angel Soft. To where you make no... no or Charmin. You never progress, right? Or Scott. That's too much already. Scott, Charmin, or Angel Soft. I'm done. No, I'm done. you shouldn't be done. Paper towels are different for some reason. I like Viva. Just straight up. So, that, you, so you know... Yeah, that straight up feels like carpet. Like you just like... Every sheet is like, thanks for this sheet of carpet. So There's you, 200 of them You per know roll. what... Paper towels you like, but yes. not, but not with toilet paper. If you mess up with toilet paper, how do you not know your fingers you- get dirty? And whenever your fingers get dirty, I always wash my fingers with the thought in mind: Would I be willing to put this in my mouth after? I feel like I feel like <laughs> this conversation is taking a turn, and. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to go down this road with I'm you. I'm just saying. Whenever my that fingers has never go, happened to me. If they go through the toilet paper, my f- fingers they're never clean enough. I will I will eat with my left hand until for the I rest of your life. For, no, until I forget about it, which is probably about three hours. <laughs> three hours and twenty two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Back to I don't know how we went there, but the Spanish speaking, right? Yes. I got through it. And resting De Niro face comes up. I thought you spoke Spanish. I'm like, I put a two, bro. Remember? Rewind. Two. And he can't fire me. One, because I was amazing. And two, because I already went through the training. So he needed to go hire another Spanish speaker. So two months into this, this job at the bank, I'm sitting down. And there's a lot of downtime as a banker. And you go and you help count money because you're literally not doing anything. And usually, like, the, the teller manager or whatever she is, she'll be like, you know, get a banker to help you count because they're not doing anything. And we really weren't. I'm not going to lie. I didn't do anything until someone sat at my desk. No, you don't prospect as a banker. And I was pretty good at it. But no one cares. No one cares about a credit card. Usually, the people that want a credit card are the ones that don't. That can't get a credit card. The ones like straight out of high school. Or they're just broke. No, the ones that are straight out of high school that don't know anything about credit cards. Well, now they, they're they well informed. Oh, no, the ones out of high school, I'll be like, secure your credit card all the way. Build your credit, mm-hmm. you know, $300 down. You're cool. Oh, you want that college account? You know, like, I got it. That, that's fine with me. And then, yeah. I, like, I was 20, what, like, 
five. So a high school kid going into college, you know, just an 18, mm-hmm. 19 year old. They're just like, this guy's almost my age. I trust him. So, yeah. but you know, two, two, two months on the line, you just have a lot of downtime and it, something finally clicked one day and I can't even tell you why. All right. And I was just prospecting, looking people up and I, and I, and I, I'm, you know, just like researching, just looking somebody up and I was, wait a second. I can look up anybody. Not knowing this, I didn't get fired for this. I got fired for a totally different reason. Okay. I can look up anybody. So I looked up, you know, a couple acquaintances and I'm like, oh, I can look up anybody. (laughs) (laughs) The voice got deeper in your head. Anybody. Anybody. All right. So right now I'm going to Quentin Tarantino it. All right. Go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to fast forward, pass up who I looked up. And go to the part where I got in trouble and then backtrack. I'm Tarantinoing it. Go for it. So my boss, he comes up, he puts his head up up the cubicle and I just see Alfred. I told him to call me Freddy so many times. He called me Alfred. And he's like, get over here. Right. And I just go over there and I don't, I did what I did with no moral compass. Like it wasn't even like, I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong. So I legit went over there just all nonchalant, just Okay, he just must be on his myriad or something. I don't know. And <laughs> myriad. Yeah. And he just, he just, he looks at me and, and he just like uses hands a lot. And he's just like, he goes, I really don't know how to act right now because I really want to laugh. I'm not going to imitate him the whole time, but that's kind of how he talks. I really want to laugh. You know, he had the face on, but you're also very in trouble. And you can get fired for what you did. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, what did I do? I had no idea it had to do with who I looked up. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, you can't look up celebrities. And I'm just like, oh, okay, you can see that. He goes, I can fire you right now. And I go, don't. Um, I didn't know. And he goes, and the stupid thing is is I have to sit with my district manager and explain to him with a straight face of why my banker looked up Steven Seagal. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, so vulgar. He is a potty mouth. And he's like, why the F did you look up Steven Seagal? And without missing a beat, with conviction on my heart, mm-hmm. you know, just like straight up, just I was being honest and truthful. I said, because because <laughs> I wanted to pick somebody who would pop up that their name was different. And he goes, without missing a beat, how many people do you know that's named effing Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, why did you look up Steven Seagal? And I go, because I didn't know how to spell Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> He goes, why? We're looking for us two choices. And I said, who wouldn't want to look up Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme? And then he goes, he's talking, right? And then I see he gets a notification for an email because I looked up two people. And he gets it probably like a half hour later, maybe, like a, a flag. So sitting with him, I got to see this moment unfold where he, he, <laughs> he looks at his email and he straight up just like he stops talking. He looks at his email and he just straight up Michael Myers is me. 
Like he's looking at, oh, I have a computer right here. Why am I faking it? I, <laughs> <laughs> Let me pretend I have a computer over here. <laughs> he, he just like looks and I, I just, it's, you know, he's like this. And with this Robert De Niro, like his resting De Niro face. And then he just looks at me like this. Michael Myers is me. <laughs> and he just goes, really? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, is this the last one? And I go, yeah, I just looked up two people. And he goes, he goes, why? Why would you look up George Foreman? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I want to, I want to, I want to peel your, your scalp back and just take a look inside your brain. No, no. I want to, I want to, I want to take a look. Mm, that's, that's like. Who, who thinks I can look up anybody? Celebrities. When you think celebrity, you think George Foreman and Steven Seagal. <laughs> No, I look, okay. No, 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 no. You thought <laughs> George Foreman and Steven Seagal. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, but I couldn't spell it. And I was too lazy to Google it, even though I had a computer. I, I have no words. <laughs> no words. Okay, I can't, I can't bring you logic, but I can, I can tell you what my brain went through all right okay and the first thought was i don't want to look up somebody who i know has money i want to look up somebody that i'm like and i want to feel happy that they have money still (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) that makes sense no that they're not popular anymore Uh, so so you're like like, oh they're still they're still okay (laughs) (laughs) you're so dumb (laughs) And action. <laughs> and you left off, and that one was like, those were the only, th- okay. <clears throat> so that's the only job I ever got fired from. And I have had a lot of jobs, but what I try to do is I try to, you know, take what I've learned from each job and take it on to the next. Because mm-hmm. I made a lot of mistakes <laughs> like that one. But that's that's kind of what I do. And, and and really, what this is about, what 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 the Durf is about, and the what the Durf show. Yeah, well, I guess in called the what the Durf show. <laughs> what it's about is I, I don't want likes. I don't. I'm not craving. I don't desire comments or subscriptions or anything like that. They're always nice, but Mm -hmm. that's not your, it's always nice, but it's not your goal. Well, it's, it's nice to know who you influence. I I think it's almost like validation, but Mm. let's just say like, like PD. I'll just Mm -hmm. just say PD for the sake of the podcast. You know, he'll, he'll, throw out a, a sermon and sometimes he'll go home and he doesn't know who he affected or who he touched or who's going to carry it over. Yeah. I'm not saying this is, this is what that is, but what I'm saying is that it, sometimes it's just nice to have that little bit of validation to know that you actually made an impact on somebody. But the communication I try to put out there is 
laughter first and then wisdom second. And okay. those those may seem like they don't go hand in hand, but to me they do because when you when you influence somebody with laughter, when you bring forth laughter, bring forth a smile, it brings forth comfort and vulnerability. Mm. That person can now trust you on a deeper level when you when you have laughter. Yeah. It's like a it's like a a bonding experience if you make someone laugh. Like when you can share a humorous moment with somebody, yeah. they think something's funny. The same the same thing you think is funny, they also think it's funny. Which but, is cool. But then it's always like the, the females that, that want to be like like the single ones. I'm like so <laughs> The single um, ones. Tiffany. What uh what do you look for in a man? It's got to have a sense of humor. It's got to make me laugh. It's got to make me laugh. Any girl that says that has I no think, sense of humor. I think that goes hand in hand with wanting to have a good time. Sure. Because have you, okay, so you know, time. you know, we all have moments where we get emotional, we cry, right? Sure. Like, ugh, I hate when I get emotional. Have you ever laughed and then said, ugh, that sucked? <laughs> <laughs> hated it. No. I hated it. No, yeah. it's always enjoyable but, to but laugh. But to me, like, okay, so... It's I an exertion have, that is enjoyable. I think I could have saved myself two divorces. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and just, and like, gauged the, the, the level of um, bonding by just right off the bat, let's watch three movies, let me gauge your humor. This is before marriage. This is before marriage. When you're testing out the waters, is before this the one? Before I even hold their hand. Is this the one or is it not the one? I'm going to give you three movies. It's going to be... Oh, goodness. <laughs> It'll be Nacho Libre, Napoleon Dynamite, and The First Ice Age. Now, you have to laugh at about 70% of the things that I laugh at. If you don't, <laughs> snip, snip. It's a wrap. You know what? I think I would have the same criteria because, I well, I think a lot of things are funny. Okay, I have to so, find okay. humor in Do you want anything. someone to make you laugh or would you like to go on a day with somebody and laugh at the same things? That's two different things. Yeah. When you uh, like yeah. people watch, a little kid drops his ice cream and it's like, you know, like, you know, and that's what you want. And then you both right. like, did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> We're best friends. You know, that's. <laughs> best friends. That's how but, you make best friends too. So, so that's, that's. That's what I want to do. I want, I want to bring forth a laugh, bring forth a smile, and then give forth wisdom. There's some kind of wisdom. It's like, well, what kind of wisdom do you offer? It's like, well, I've been through a lot of stuff. And you're like, but you've been divorced twice. twice. And I, I sit here and I think, well, you know what? As long as I'm humble enough to say that, that there are parts where I went wrong, and you can learn from the mistakes that I made and from the things that I felt can be constructive or, or, or better, then, then yeah. You can you can have wisdom comes from uh, tribulation or revelation, and mm. one just hurts more. Yeah. 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 Just straight up. Straight and, up. Yeah. And we learn from our mistakes and other people's mistakes, and that's that's just how it is. But mostly from our own mistakes. Yeah, and if somebody's going to judge you for your own mistakes, and that person, I mean, pray for them, but that negativity isn't what you need in your life. Because mm. no one should be judging anybody at all. Right. Because judgment, no one can make you feel anything, but some emotions from other people make it a lot harder to take yourself out of that hole. And judgment's one of them. It's, it's ugly. It's shameful. And all judgment is is to point the finger so that way you don't have to worry about your own issues. That's what judgment is right. on, on earth in the flesh. Yeah. It's such a selfish emotion. Mm. 
And you never know what somebody's going through, what kind of, um, what kind of bad seeds they have, if you will, that your, your judgment or negative energy is, is watering neg- negatively. And that kind of segues into what I'm going to do is just the verse, the verse of the podcast, verse of the day. And that's how we're going to end it with talk, talk a little about it and go from there. And that it has a lot, a lot to do with your thoughts and captivating them or capturing them. Because mm-hmm. the Bible talks about like your thoughts a lot. And this isn't a Christian podcast. This is a Christian doing a podcast and to bring forth positivity. I mean, I'm still a Christian. And as a Christian, I speak God's truth. Mm-hmm. You got to speak, walk, talk, you know, like Christ. Yeah. Just do your best. Yeah. That's all you can do. Even on a podcast that's not a Christian podcast, you still have to present yourself. Yeah. With, you know, with the knowing that you have that. Yeah. 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 Christ likeness. I like so, that. So the 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 verse of the day. It's simple. It's Proverbs twenty three, seven, and it says, "As someone thinks within himself, so he is." Hmm. Right? And yeah. there's quotes that say you are what you think. Yeah. You know, there's quotes. But Proverbs 23, 7 says that someone thinks within himself, so he is. So you're a product of these these good thoughts and these bad thoughts. And the bad thoughts you got to filter out. And what um, I tell my youth, I like to call them my youth. They're not my youth. There's 10 of us. So we all call them our youth. You know, yeah. And I'm not the youth pastor. I'm a youth leader. And there was um. You're the legs of the pastors. Yes, legs of the pastors. Yeah. And there's a really like newfound respect because of uh, his church camp. I went to a little like a little while ago um, for my youth pastors, and there was respect there to to begin with, but but. Church camp was like, all right, I'm all in. I'm all in. And as far as like, I was all into the youth, but now it's not like I'm. It's at a different level. I I trust you. Or a different level of understanding. I trust your judgment. I will always give you the benefit of the doubt. I will never be bitter or anything. And if it does, I'll cast it out because because of the bond that, that was created that weekend. But I talked to these kids about. What I tell my kids, my youth, is you're going to have bad thoughts that want to plant themselves into your, your brain, into your mind, into your heart, your spirit, your soul. And whether you're religious or not, this is fact. Yeah. Okay. If you don't kill negativity or a bad thought while it's a cub, it's going to be a lot harder to kill when it becomes a lion. But I like to use the analogy or parable of, of bad seeds. Okay, so bad seeds, they get planted in you. And you don't know it right away. You don't know it until it starts rooting itself upon your heart. You can recognize it if you're, if you're close to the word, if you're close to righteousness, or if you're close to a, an ethical decision, if you will. If you're listening to this and you're just like he's talking about Jesus. It all goes hand in hand. For me, I just believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. But righteousness is righteousness, whether you're religious or not. And if you can recognize it, then those seeds won't even ever, ever enter you. 
But if they do enter you, it's not until they root themselves and start showing what they actually are in, in impulsiveness, anger, uh, sadness, depression, whatever it may be, like little bits. And you want to get rid of that as soon as you can. Kill it while it's a cub. Get rid of it while it's still trying to root itself. Mm-hmm. Because if it roots itself, it's a lot harder to, to take out. And if it roots itself and starts growing, then even if you have, because bad seeds, they grow like wildfire. They do. And and you're just like, well, what evidence like, do you have of they're this? They're like the tumbleweed seeds. Kind of, yeah. They just go everywhere and they grow super fast. And you, you go, well, what evidence do you have of this? Is it scriptural? Is Are you going to pull up some references? I think that you can all agree with me that you can get 10 compliments and one negative one. The only thing you're going to focus on is a negative one. Mm-hmm. Why? Because those bad seeds, they just, they, they, they root deeper. They, mm. they, yeah. for lack of better words, it's caca. <laughs> <laughs> so what ends up happening is that these bad seeds, they grow like wildfire and you can have 10 good seeds I like where I'm going with that. That's good. You can have 10 good seeds and one bad one. And when, what ends up happening is that seed starts to grow. And even if you've got those 10 good seeds, the weeds and the vines yeah. that come along with it start can I to say something? choke out the, the good seeds, yeah. the good crop. You know, I said that about the tumbleweeds. Yeah. For some reason, because, you know, I watch a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. I can, I can get into the wormhole of YouTube, right? Dolphins. That'll be and episode dolphins. two. That'll be episode two. So tumbleweeds, you know how they, do you know how they procreate? How? Okay, so there's one tumbleweed, right? Okay. Gets big, dries up. As it tumbles, it's letting go of seeds. Mm. They're everywhere because it tumbles everywhere. Yeah, All of a sudden, it has thousands of babies that that they let go. Those grow. They get dry. They start rolling and they spread their seeds. Ooh, okay, because because look at where we're going. With this this isn't written. We're just kind of going with it. I picked a verse. So you do that, and let's just say you have that one bad seed when you're younger, and and then that bad seed influences some reactions mm-hmm. here and there, yeah. a re, uh, impulsiveness towards your parent, a teacher, a coach, mm-hmm. and now you have all these incidences everywhere because of that right. one seed. Yeah. Right. Does that make yeah. sense? That's why, yeah, because it, it, it's a good analogy right there because. And all, it all cores from it that could one be thing. Like, let's say and it, a it, bad comment could be like, oh, you have a big nose. Or you're self-conscious about your nose. But yeah. then later on, you're, you're, you're like, oh, what about my waist? Oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? What yes. about, you know what I mean? And it's it, just it, like a chain reaction. I love that. Yeah. I think, yeah, because I've felt that before. And I, I told I, like, I told that to one of my youth and or a lot of my youth actually, and you you have to to because it's it not even necessarily weeds. Even if you plant good seed too close together, it chokes each other out. But that bad seed kind of just takes over and yeah. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And when it grows too much, then it starts to entangle itself, and you have to start untangling it. And so it's just when ugly, like, let's say, because I know a lot of your kids go to you for advice. Yeah. If you're giving that kind of advice and they say, OK, OK, how do how do I change that? How do I? And I know sometimes you can direct them to a pastor, which is always good. 
But what is the kind of advice that you give? How do you how do, how do you respond to someone telling you or one of your kids telling you, "Okay, Freddie, how do I take that bad seed out?" Or Dang. or begin to start taking them out. So it depends on what it is. Okay. Okay, because you can tell a kid, you can tell anybody. I could tell you. Mm-hmm. I can be like, let's just say you have some insecurities about like yourself and your beauty, and I can be like, "But you're beautiful," you know. You're not gonna. It's not really gonna do anything. It's not gonna do anything. No. So you kind of have to. You have to articulate the reason why something doesn't matter. Something shouldn't have a hold of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, a recent conversation with a youth. It was. The bad seed was my friends. I'm having a really hard time with my friends. And I think they're my friends, but they are mean. Talk behind my back. Mm. They show me one thing and then they do another. Mm. That's bad seed. Yeah. You know? And if you keep if you keep at it, it's just gonna grow and grow and grow and become ugly. So I told him, I said he said they're always letting me down. That's what he said. And I told him, I was just like, okay, first of all, you said they're letting you down, letting you down. So if you, if you're setting an expectation of what you want out of a situation mm-hmm. and anything you do, mm-hmm. you, you leave it open to be let down. The expectation you should, you should set, and the only thing you should ever trust is God's expectation. Because if you have expectations on an outcome for somebody else's efforts, yeah, you're trusting their efforts and their their ability to come through as a friend. And so a lot of it is just, and I've heard my church mentors yeah. say it to me before and to other people. It's about changing your mindset. Yeah, you because have to change your mindset. We live in this world. Our and, brains are almost programmed. Yeah, to think the way the world thinks. Even even. It, it has. It is. Yeah. I mean, we have a certain perspective that e- we have even to the people, even the, the the people of the church. I'm not saying this in a negative way. We we fall into the to the the the, the world standard of living. Mm. We do. You know, we're all scrolling through our phone. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And, and and we could I, we could all fall into that because we I, could all fall I into it. So it's yeah. it's not necessarily that oh you you say you're Christian. It's like no, we struggle with the two. So you have to choose to change your mindset. And so that little that that young man, I told him. And also, if if people are negative, then and I learned this from from this. I'm quoting, and I probably can had other ways of articulating it before, but Robert Owens. Mm-hmm. I'll totally name drop Robert Owens to do the beast. He's awesome. I like how I squeaked when I said beast. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Robert Owens. He said, "Cut out negativity in your life." And I told I tell this to the youth now, cut, especially to this young man. I said, "Cut out negativity of, in your life because you can do negative just fine all on your own." So if anybody's hindering you, hindering your spirit and your growth, they need to cut them out because there's no place for that. Because then you just carry the burden, and you're the one losing sleep at night. Right. So to answer your question, each each um, situation or scenario is, is specific, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to. So that's where the trust builds in. Mm-hmm. So some people, 
Some people say that I act like a kid. All right. And and I will admit that at first the 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 gap between a mentor and a friend to the youth in particular was very slim. And I've I've learned to separate. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why is because if I'm if I'm on the same level as them, I can't teach them anything. I have yeah. to be a mentor. Yeah. And sometimes we can get caught up in, well, I want them to trust me. So you want to be at the same level, but that's not always a good thing. Yes. You can relate to them at their level, but always have that boundary and that that set mindset for them. Yeah. There is a difference. And you can cut because there's things that they can come to you that they probably wouldn't go to their friends for. Yes. You know? Especially because you're an adult. So Comfort and it, protection it's such and a, all it's that It's such a stuff. fine line. And that's why youth ministry, it, it's, it takes a specific characteristic, specific mindset. It's crazy. Like, you, you have to be able to relate to these kids and also create this a separation. Mm-hmm. And, and doing that takes practice. It really does take practice. You can't just jump into it and just all of a sudden know it. And that's where, I mean, going back into what I was talking about, that's where the laughter comes in. That's, that's where the laughter comes in. If you put a smile on somebody's face, you give, give somebody a good laugh, it's, it's bonding. And you can do that without being on their level. And Okay, yeah. And I will say that there are some of my youth, my kids, that I've gotten on. Just creating that separation. Like, I, I'm not your friend. And I've gone to look in the eye and I've gotten stern with them. Yeah. And I will say with confidence that all my kids, I, I know they know they can come to me for anything. I know they can. That's nice. So. Yeah. I know that was good. Yeah, it was good. That was really good. And I liked how that just kind of just segued into just whatever. Just yeah. This wasn't written or nothing. We just kind of went into it and let it flow. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let it flow. Let it flow. I guess. <laughs> That's not what she says, but it just worked. So I hope we did all right. <laughs> and um, yeah. until next time. Yep. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>